Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. The Christmas tree is gone, the manger packed away. The wise men, too, have come and gone. And it seems as though the magic and mystery of Christmas are a long way off here in the early days of 2022. The realities of our world and our lives have come crashing down around us. The one-year anniversary of the January 6th riot at the Capitol, another wave of COVID cases and resulting increased mitigation measures, the sad realization that we will never get a Christmas card from that loved one who died this past year. After the brief joy of being together in this space on Christmas Eve, we find ourselves once again separated, apart, and afraid. So I find great comfort in the words we hear from Isaiah today, who says, do not fear. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Isaiah is speaking to God's people who are in exile in Babylon, scattered far from their homeland, adrift without their traditional customs and cultural practices, uncertain about the future. God speaks to us with these same words today. After a year where it felt like jumping from the frying pan into the fire was something we did every other day. And 2022 appears to be going much the same way. And passing through those waters, oh, we all know what it took to even get to church today, right? How hard it is to keep swimming, to keep our heads above the water. That threatens to drown out everything about our world and ourselves as we know it. But water is essential, both to our biology and to our faith. Did you know that on average, 60% of the human body is water? We are literally born of water. And in baptism, we are born again as God's beloved children, united as one into the family of Christ. Isaiah reminds us that God calls us by name and claims us as God's own. We are God's, and that's something that cannot be stamped out of us, as trampled down and weary as we may feel. 
in baptism, God draws everyone home, says, you are welcome here. You are loved here, exactly as you are. And I'm not sure about you, but after this holiday season, that's a family dynamic that I can get behind. God doesn't send passive-aggressive emails, tell embarrassing stories at the dinner table, or try to impress us with the biggest gift under the tree. God simply says, I love you. You are mine. I've been thinking a lot about Nobel Prize winning Archbishop Desmond Tutu since his death on December 26th. I've long admired his ministry and activism, not only in South Africa, but on a global scale. He spoke often about Ubuntu, the African concept that means I am because we are. It means each of us, in our own way, should strive to reach our greatest potential, be our best self, while also recognizing and supporting the greatest potential and best selves of others. Ubuntu means I can't be who I am without you. I can't get to where I'm going without you. And you can't get to where you're going without me. We're in it together. I love Luke's version of Jesus' baptism because it's clear that there is a crowd that has gathered, but they're not just watching the action. In fact, it seems that Jesus is just one of many people getting baptized at the same time. And did you notice that our gospel jumped over verses 18 to 20? Those are the verses that describe how Herod, angry at John for rebuking him, put John in prison. So, unlike other accounts of this story, Luke makes it seem like John isn't even here. So who baptized Jesus? I love imagining that it could have been anyone who found themselves at the river that day alongside Jesus. People who were full of questions, but also full of hope that this one, this Jesus, would truly be their Emmanuel. Jesus, who would baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire to burn away all the chaff that grows within us so that the very best of ourselves, the ripe grains of wheat, could grow and thrive. In the waters of baptism, we find ourselves in the same river, the same boat as others. We may be tossed about in the stormy seas of life, but we are together. We know what it is like to walk through fire, and though we may not be burned, we certainly aren't unscathed. Baptism doesn't protect us or shelter us from bad things happening to us and those that we love. But it does give us confidence to walk about in the world exactly as we are, knowing that God's family, our family, have our backs. Because especially now, we cannot do it alone. We cannot risk walking into a crowded grocery store so neighbors do our shopping for us. We cannot balance our careers while also taking care of our children or our parents so extended family and caregivers step in for us. We cannot sing so others sing for us. 
in the fire, in the flame, in the waters, as separate and as scattered as you are, I am with you. God is still Emmanuel. In this time after Christmas, God is with us, and we are with one another. Even now, there are ways to show up, to lift up, to support one another, and continue fulfilling our baptismal promises to do good, especially because we all know how hard life can be right now. But despite these challenges, God is drawing everyone home, calling us by name, reminding us to look out for our neighbors, to care for our Mother Earth. Did you hear about Desmond Tutu's final gesture to the well-being of the humanity and the planet? He requested that his remains be disposed of through the process of aquamation, an eco-friendly alternative to cremation that uses water to break down the body. It uses approximately one-seventh the amount of energy as a standard cremation. Even in his death, Archbishop Tutu was committed to living out his baptismal promises of caring for God's creation, for working toward justice. In life, in death, we are not alone. And we don't have to be Nobel Prize winners to make a difference. We are joined together in the waters of baptism as God's beloved children, as family. I pray you'll remember that you are never alone in the boat. Amen.